We're going to be talking to the Nigerian Correctional Service. We do have the guest in the studio who is quite hilarious, made me laugh, you know. So you heard me laughing uh, before I came on the mic. Let's have you have your headset on. Sorry about that. Yes. So he's going to be talking to us today about the legal implications of juvenile sexual offenses. He is DSC Amadi Azubike from Uyo Custodial Center. Good to have you and good morning. Good morning to you. Yes, and welcome. Just get your mic, sorry. Get your mic close to you. Yes, uh, sorry. Aha. Great to have you in the studio. This is your first time here? Yeah, it's my first time. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Great to have you, though. Um, last week, we talked about sexual offenses, and we had Insisong Udo, um, who was here talking, us, uh, talking to us about juvenile sexual offenses, and he did a good job of breaking it down. But uh, for the purpose of those, this is, you know, a new program, and some persons might be listening. Just what are juvenile sexual offenses, once again? Okay. Oh. Juvenile... Uh we need to understand uh, possibly uh, have a definition or uh, conceptualize the concept of a juvenile mm. Your, uh, juvenile is a person who has not reached the age of 18 okay. at which one should be treated as an adult by the criminal justice system this according to the black laws dictionary of ninth edition in 2009 so uh, uh, a lot of international conventions and international uh, articles, you know, classify those below the age of 18 as a juvenile. Uh, we're looking at uh, the Children and Young Persons Act of 1946. Uh, Section 2 describes a child as a person under 14. And the, uh, that's a child as a person under 14 and mm. a young person as uh, a person of 14 years of age but under 17. And that uh, young persons are, are subjected to special procedures because of uh, their vulnerable nature. So the mm. law considers those uh, below 18 as uh, uh, juveniles. Uh, but there are other definitions also. We are looking at uh, uh, the, the legal the key, implications. Yeah, the key element is mm. uh, understanding their uh, capacity to give consent. Okay. Uh, yeah, the 1999 Constitution also actually did not define juvenile. But Section 29 sought for regarded persons of 18 years and above as adults and capable of, uh, you know, renouncing their citizenship. So mm. the Constitution uh, considers some persons below 18 as uh, juveniles. Mm. And so they can't give consent? In, no, they can't give consent, yes. You know, th- this is a very dicey issue. As we, we've seen over time, some persons say, well, the child is old enough. Well, children of these days are no longer children. Does that, does that you know, um, does that hold any... F- any form of argument that argument is a right i've heard it several times especially with you know the the recent section the video that went viral oh she's she's she knows she's a child who knows she's no longer a child i mean she's an adult in, in that sense what do we say to some nigerians who think like that no uh age age is a uh a legal issue okay you understand it's not uh, something possibly by physical observation of a child mm. or physical observation of somebody. Age is a, uh, a legal issue. And while we are talking about 18 years as age of consent, we will narrow it down to ages of criminal responsibility. That is quite different from ages of consent. Ages of criminal responsibility is another thing. If you look at Section 30 of the Criminal Code, which is mm. pari material to Section 50 of the Penal Code, you understand that 
a child in Nigeria law, a child below the age of seven cannot commit an offense. As it were, we used to term it uh, somebody of dolly incapable. That's okay. incapable of committing crime. Uh, but you look at it also from uh, session seven, I mean, uh, from session 30 of criminal code, a child above the age of seven but below the age of 12 cannot also commit crime. Wow. Unless it is proven that at the material time he committed that crime, he knows that he ought not, which is the mental element. You need to prove that he knows that he ought not to do what he did. So a child below the age of 12, also by law, anyway, it's a presumption that is rebuttable. You can only rebut that when mm. you uh, prove that the child knows that he ought not to do what he did at that age. So, ordinarily, and look at the, the particular issue you mentioned, the yeah. children in that school. They are, I read, that they are below the age of 11. No, actually, they're below the age of 15. Okay, they're below yes. the age of 15. Yes. But if you, a child of, I saw 11 years, a child of 12 yeah. years cannot have sexual intercourse according to section 30 of the criminal code. A child below the age of 12 cannot have sexual intercourse. But if the child is above the age of 12, such a, the child is not immune from criminal responsibility or from... Uh, but mm. The only issue is that that child will be subjected to juvenile uh, justice system. Ah, I see. Yes, a child above the age of 15, but below 17, will be subjected to the uh, uh, juvenile justice system. Hmm. When it has to do with the age of consent, what is it like in Nigeria? Okay, the age of consent is uh, 18 and below. And below. Yeah. Mm. You know, lots of questions because we'll still talk about the fact that there are girls under 18 who are getting married. And I mean, I know that's a very dicey issue. Especially it's it's not that dicey because the law that providing this thing is Mm. the uh, Child Rights Act of 2003. You understand that the states have responsibility to domesticate this act. Mm. It becomes law. For instance, in Akwa Ibon State, you have the child's rights law of Akwa Ibon State. So the problem there is that some states in northern Nigeria are yet to domesticate uh-huh. the Child Rights Act. So that is the problem we have. Uh, like a former governor of, uh, uh, I think, uh, Zamfara State, who contracted marriage with a child of 13 or the, So uh, look, looking at the legal implication, where, did the, where was the marriage contracted? Possibly, if it is in called northern Nigeria, where that law is not domesticated, so you might not have any legal legal backing. Yes, mm, you understand that. Arguments. Yes. Okay, now let's talk about this. Um, since we are looking at the legal implications, now let's look at the children now involved in sexual offences. Um, if we're using the matter that recently happened, if that is to be taken to court and all of that, how is it going to be argued? What what's going to be the basis of the arguments? Okay, taking them to court. No, taking them to court. Remember that they are, they are juveniles. But so they don't go to court, right? No, they they go to what we call juvenile court I or family to, court. I heard that's that's kind of that's the, a court. The essence of the juvenile process mm. is not to punish that child. Okay. Yes, the essence is to uh, possibly fight two modalities on how to protect the child. You understand? Because the law is not looking at punishing that child per se. The law is looking at what caused this mm. antisocial behavior. So there will be an assessment about the background of the child. And all that, but that child sometimes is not sentencing, can be taken to uh, remand homes. Okay. Yes. The child can be taken to remand homes or booster center if it has to do with crime. You understand? 
uh, because uh, a child uh, within that age bracket is not totally immune from uh, prosecution, but it's not prosecution per se to punish the child. It's to look for the welfare. For instance, those laws are there to uh, help a child in need of care and protection. And a child that is beyond parental control and a child that is in conflict with the law. So if, for instance, a child below seven can still come before the magistrate okay. or possibly picked up by police. If mm-hmm. that child is abandoned or the child is from a violent home or that mm-hmm. child is abused, the court can make pronouncement or some others, possibly to take the child to uh, a remand home or possibly before a probation officer in the care of a probation officer or in the care of somebody that is fit to take uh, care of that child. Or the parents can be invited also. To find out the causes of those uh, domestic issues and all that. Mm. So, okay, a child above 12 or so can pass through, through this process. You understand who is unruly? In fact, when a child is unruly in the family and beyond family control, those children also can come before the court. The court can make a special order, possibly that the child should be remanded in remand home. Mm. The remand home is a sort of school or booster institution. When it has to do with uh, the federal, because Booster Institution is a, a product of federal legislation. And we have remand home in various uh, states. Mm. Yes. So it's not totally punishment. It's no, it's not. It's not punishment. It's to correct that child. It's to correct that child. Uh, possibly have carry out an assessment on the child. Well, would that be denied some form of um, basic? Would that be denied anything at all? Will it be like a home away from home or some form of right to be taken from them? In fact, uh, remand homes, uh, most remand homes are not manned by Nigeria Correctional Service. Ah. Yes, they are manned, like in Aquaibon State, they are manned by, I think, uh, the Minister of uh, Women Affairs. Okay. It's like a secondary school. In fact, it's like a boarding school. And uh, there is a school there. They continue their education there. But they're just away from their parents for a time being. Yes, but their parents are, they they have are, the, their the, parents are encouraged to visit them. Okay. Uh, yes, all time, at all times. Okay, I yes. was guessing that. Yes. All right, now, with the case of... Um, juvenile sexual offenses what is the right way to go about it you know before you escalate into something because i i do believe to a large extent that there are signs you know there are tendencies there are things that probably parents or guidance can start observing before it becomes like what we saw just some few weeks ago you know not only parents the state uh, parents and uh, you know the, the, our society is evolving uh, children are these days exposed to social media and some sites and also so parents need uh to do a lot and the society the film industry and all stakeholders you understand need to do a lot uh, and moreover the school cannot also be absorbed from uh civil uh liability for instance you understand we have what we call the concept of in local parentis the school when you drop your child in school and hand over your child to to the school the school continuous parenting in fact it's like delegated parenting mm. or we are school we are school breached such duty and du- the duty amount to legal injury the school can be punished not only punishment the school can uh be liable to pay compensation like for instance what we saw that christland school uh didn't do enough in fact mm. they handed over parenting to them during that travel and they're supposed to ask uh uh, parents, okay, uh, yes, protect those children and supervise properly. Yes, and supervise them properly. So the school, the parents, the society we live in, we need to do more. You understand to safeguard the child because child is vulnerable. Children are vulnerable, and the law did not envisage any time a child will be without parenting. 
for instance, in the family, the child is under the custody of the parents. We are, when the child leaves house, possibly to school, or parenting is handed over to uh, the, the school. And where is, there is any breach, it mm. can amount to uh, uh, civil action. Yes. All right. In, in case you just tuned in, this is The Correct Life on Comfort 95.1 FM. It's every Tuesday, 9.30, where we get to talk to the Nigerian Correctional Service. And today we're looking at the legal implications of juvenile sexual offenses. You would agree with me that, um, well, in this particular day and age, we are seeing a lot of that happen. We are seeing that. And sadly so, because it looks like, Maybe the, the parents are not doing enough, or guidance are not doing enough. The guidance are not doing enough, or even the society is not doing enough. But is that really the case? As we see it, uh, just before we take some commercials, um, let's still look at some of these legal implications for those who may still want to know. Okay, yeah. So um, this happened. Can we call it? Can we call it rape when you know children engage in? sex and one party says well i did not consent to it and all of that can we call it rape no what's the legal legality of that it's quite confusing uh rape is a very it's a legal consent and uh, it's a legal concept mm. uh, rather uh it's a, a very technical legal uh, rape uh, when it has to do with a child for two you, children involved that's uh, for two saying, children that. for two children involved you understand one you the question is is crime committed Looking at their age, mm. you understand. Possibly, when they engage in that, they can uh, like uh, children uh, below seven. When they engage in such in such a thing, there is no crime committed because the law already absorbed them from criminal li- liability and criminal responsibility. You need to see my facial expression. Like, you understand? Like, you know. When uh, okay, for instance, children below the age of twelve also, mm-hmm. they are as it were also immune from uh, criminal responsibility. You understand, particularly Section 30 of uh, the Criminal Code absorbs a child below the age of 12. In fact, the, the law, look at the way, the, the, way the, the, law, the law was couched, that a child below the age of 12 cannot have carnal knowledge. It's presumed, not, not, uh, it's presumed incapable of having carnal knowledge. So below seven is dolly incapable. He cannot commit crime. Does it, is it faulty in any way, that particular section of the law? It's not 40. We are still looking at the vulnerability, the consent, the maturity of that child. You understand? But so children below that age are having that. Are having, you know... The, the law must protect people below 18. When they commit crime, they cannot, you cannot call it rape. You understand? Rape is already defined. Mm. So In, what do we call it then? No, the first question is, was crime committed already? Before you say rape, rape is a legal concept. Was mm. crime committed if there is no crime? For instance, you would have brought this matter where an adult had this with uh, a juvenile. You understand? Where an adult had it with a juvenile, possibly a juvenile below the age of 13. Yeah, that's what yeah. I basically yeah, said. We're not talking about children, you know, between below the age of 12. Yes, both with, with an adult. No, not with an adult. I said children. 12 okay. and 12 or 12 and 11 or below that age. no this the society protect them the okay. society protect them we're yes. going to take we're going to take some commercials and we'll be right back this is really back to come for breakfast fiesta we just have about four minutes to go and before we go though um we have been looking at the legal implications of juvenile sexual offenses the sc amadi azubike uh from your center um, has been my guest and he's been doing a great job of looking at the legal implications before we go i think that it's important for us to also mention the issue of rape uh, many times you get to hear 
definitions and you just wonder how is it that this adult does not understand what rape is so um just let's get back to that issue now um, the definition of rape i must say to sometimes it's um what's the word it's hazy yeah sometimes there's no clear-cut definition for some persons who do not want to go by um, what the dictionary term says let's have the um definition of rape as it is legally okay uh rape is provided for in section 357 of the criminal code mm. and uh is defined as any person who has unlawful canon knowledge of a woman or a girl without her consent or with her consent if the consent is obtained by force or by means of threat or intimidation or any kind you understand of uh, possibly the person invis- mm-hmm. is envisaging harm yeah. and other so the key was in defining rape is consent mm-hmm. and uh penetration and consent also gotten by force yes consent gotten by force is not consent mm, it's not yes yes uh, having kind of knowledge of a girl a girl child uh, both consent age or uh, through uh, force or through intimidation, or even through disguising as a person. If you're a married woman, you disguise like the spouse. Mm. And I had kind of knowledge with her. They are all classified as a rape. So the two keywords in rape is uh, consent and uh, penetration. Uh, so if there is no consent, the next question is, was there penetration? And uh, how far would that penetration be? Uh, there are a lot of legal opinions that uh, the slightest penetration uh, rape is concluded. Mm. Slightest penetration that there's the slightest penetration, rape is already. Well, what's been the slightest? Uh, it slightest has to do with the insertion of male organ into so a woman. Slightest, you know. I, yes, I wanted the, that definition because I mean, yes. someone would think penetration is penetration. So why do we need to use slightest? No, slightest are the slightest penetration because okay. uh, there was a case where somebody argued that I did not rupture the girl was still a virgin. I did not rupture the hymen, mm. and uh, there was no no uh, uh, emission of the semen. Mm. The court disagreed that at the slightest penetration, rape is complete. Interesting. Very interesting yes. uh, that we, we just know. And now, I, I like the fact that it is a crime. Yeah, it's a crime and uh, punishable. Yes, it, let's see the punishment for uh, crime before we go. The punishment for rape is provided in section 358 of the criminal code that any person who commits the offense of rape is liable to imprisonment for life with or without caning. Alright, so, so now it's life imprisonment. It. Now you've heard. Uh, now you've heard. And you see that. And moreover, it's, it's, it's very instructive to point out yeah. that the scope of rape is now uh, enlarged as it were because of uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, a new act, the Violent Against Persons Prohibition Act. Has been domest- domesticated in Aquaibo? Yes, yes, it has. Uh, it yes. Has, yes Violent Against Persons Prohibition Act uh, expanded the scope of mm-hmm. the concept of rape. For instance, uh, uh, it's only the male, the male uh, genital organ that was uh, an instrument of rape before. But for now, no, the definition of the honest. Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act, you can now use your finger or any other Whatever. part of your body, yeah. your tongue and all that. So that is uh, to, to know about that. So the public should be aware. It's no longer my uh, genital organ did not penetrate. Now, uh, other objects like... Uh, uh, our fingers and all of that. Tongue. Yes. All right. So um, this doesn't end here, as this is a very um, important topic. We see what's happening in society, and it's. Um, I think it's even a bit late. You know, um, all of the reengineering we need to do when it comes to people's mind and reorientation. We have to make sure that we have a better society. Um, some women. I'm. I'm one of that. Those women. I can't even walk in the evening. Um, I'm really scared of any mm-hmm. sexual 
sexual harassment and all of that yeah. i like my life you know so you see women are no longer safe to just stroll in the evening as we should as you know men do without fear of all of you know sexual harassment and all of that and then rape thank you so much for Thank coming um, I hope that we see you some other time this is your first time this should not be your last time it's okay I will, it's my pleasure yes. any other time you call on me yes please DSC Amadi Azubike from Yoko Studio Center has been our guest talking to us about the legal implications of juvenile sexual offenses have a great day today and you're not holidaying you're working uh, yeah, we we work in custodian center, so uh, uh, we don't go on holiday. We have yeah. people who take care yeah. of. I I know you're like us. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. God bless you for being a part of the show from five to now. I hope that you're having a wonderful um, day at home too.